everybody, this is Duke White. Uh, you're watching Real Life with Duke White. We're here at the FFX Theater on the oceanfront uh, and in Virginia Beach, Virginia. If you ever want to be a part of the show, make sure you uh, check us out. Just RSVP. Uh, you can be a part of the studio audience. Uh, and uh, we afford you to be able to interact. And we'll be looking forward to, to hanging out with you guys, ask questions, all that stuff. It's going to be a great time. So this is Real Life with Duke White. We're here with Portia Bryant. Great to be here. Yeah, Portia is a, a good friend by uh, author of the new book what would Jesus do uh, and she's also an MC she's also a school teacher a mom minister you do it all uh, we just had William T stars on I wanted to introduce you guys but you already knew each other uh, and she is one of the, the soldiers that have just been holding it down for the kingdom of God in amazing places uh, one of the things that I've always admired about you is your uh, your strive for the standard, the excellence. Uh, and sometimes when people of faith, including myself, I'm one of them, they'll be like, oh, it's forgotten, let's just do it. You're the type of person that said, now let's step back, how are we gonna do this? What is it? So is that the teacher in you? I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. I, I, I'm an observer and I, I like to see um, how it's done and try to strive as best as possible to get as close to uh, what standard is. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so my, my first album, and everybody was just kind of, you know, putting something out there, putting a marker on the, on the CDs. I said, okay, well, these are the, the standard albums with booklets in it. I need mine to have a booklet too. I want a booklet. I want to have, you know, the, the so back cover. For the, the first album. For the first album. You know what's funny about you saying that is that I, I, I honestly believe that I actually knew that. Mm -hmm. Because when I think about how consistent your personality is, you were this way. Uh, like It's like God built you to be that, that leader of what the standard is. Am I right? Have you always been like, I just want to do things the right way? Yeah. Why is it that you make it seem like it's not hard? Because <laughs> it's... Like I'm, like I'm like, I'll just get it done. It's fine. We don't, we don't have to And like, I feel that pressure. Like I want to do the standard, but I'll feel that pressure to just say, okay, well, let's just get it done. And when I, when I, when I hear you talk, when I see what you do, it's like you really take the time. Like, do you even feel that pressure or you just know how to deal with it? I know how to deal with it. I think it's a, a little bit of both. Okay. Yeah, a feeling of pressure as well as um, just wanting to execute. I'll have long nights, no sleep, and just continue to just grind, grind, grind. I have to put it on my schedule to eat and things of that nature. Like if I'm studying, whatever it is, I go hard. It's a little bit of the OCD in me as well as I get fixated on, on a goal or a thing and I just get tunnel vision toward it. Yeah, that, as I know a lot of creatives that deal with that because it's a, especially once you've seen, uh, and I know we use the word standard when we talk about the arts and things like that, but a lot of times it's once you've seen someone perfect their own creativity, you know that there's no excuse for you not to. Right. Um, and you know, the song Butterfly is a classic, everybody loves uh, Butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and everyone loves Butterfly. Uh, you are a, a, a very thoughtful poet. Um, and I appreciate you being able to identify that you said, I'm an observer. When you look at the power of music, there's a lot of people that say it doesn't matter what you listen to, uh, it doesn't matter what you say, none of that stuff matters. 
Could you speak to that? What being that you are in the word business, the lyric business, uh, teaching your life is surrounded by words. You're a writer. How important are words? Current FM has good news. The FCC has approved our application to triple our radio signal. We get to go up in power. We've been praying for this for so long, but we can't do this without your help. We are asking you to help fund this power increase as we'll need to buy a bigger transmitter and antenna. The price for these items alone will be approximately $75,000. Can you help us reach the amount needed so we can quickly get the power increase up and going? You can easily donate securely online at CurrentFM.com. You can also send in a check to Current FM, 3500 Virginia Beach Boulevard, Suite 201, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23452. We are nonprofit and tax deductible. It's because of your prayers that we received favor from the FCC, and we can't thank you enough for those prayers and for your financial support through the years. Help Current FM in reaching more people and seeing more lives changed in the years ahead. Oh, words 100% are, are life. Words are life. Words created life. So it's, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. What you speak is what you'll become. So whatever it is that we are programming our brains toward is what the pathway will be that we take. Even the emotions and the feelings that we experience are all first created by words that we say as well as the thoughts that we think. So whatever words and thoughts that we have, those are the feelings that manifest. So we're saying, okay, well, I'm depressed. Okay, well, what are you thinking about and what have you been saying? Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm filled with anxiety. Okay, pause. What have you been thinking about and what have you been saying? So those things go hand in hand with creation and manifestation. So here's my thing. Uh, that baby that doesn't, that, that baby that's like flipping out. So I was like, how do you not make things worse? And as a parent, you, you, it's so easy. It's not like the baby knows what you're saying. But many parents are like, oh, my God, will you shut up? You know, how do you not add to that energy when you are a, a parent? Because let's be real. Babies don't care what you're going through. They right. don't care about your bills. They don't care about. And when you're feeling that pressure, like, how do you not start seeing things in a negative way? In that uh, moment. In that moment. I think about the future. When I say I think about the future, I think about this too shall pass. I think about how, okay, well, this is what it is right now in this moment, but one day I'm not even going to have you to be right here crying and having this baby voice, and I'm going to miss it. Right. Or, That's uh, where I'm at right now. Right. Or even, you know, with, with, with my child, uh, I have an a eight-year-old, and he can be a little rambunctious and doing the most and breaking things or just asking for this and asking for that and just you know, just being needy, being a child. And some things can be, or come at a wrong time or I'm busy, but I have to pause and say, okay, well, I'm going to miss this because when he gets to age 17, 14, will he still, he, he won't still want and need me on the level that he's doing right now. So let me cherish this. And where he's reaching out and he wants me to read with him. He wants me to spend time. How, but how much time does it take to get to that emotion or to, to get to that, that discipline? Because, uh, you know, with, with, with society populating so fast, 
and I, I believe that there's so many underdeveloped people. Like we, we are emotional wrecks for the most part. Most of us do so much emotionally because we were never really taught how to control that. How do we get that in perspective? Because usually we're led by, most people are led by their emotions. So how do you actually take the time to get that perspective? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> so during um, COVID 2020, I, I went through a process of, that was my first time that I was unemployed since I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And so I had seen the opportunity to go through an online course creators program. And in going through an online course creators program, it gave me an opportunity to discover who I am. For years, I've been hiding behind Absolute, but I didn't know who Portia Bryant was. But going through a, a process for me, I recognized who I was and what, what I had to offer outside of a company, outside of someone else's mission and vision, outside of all of that, who am I? So I'd have got a chance to discover who I was. And in the process of 2020 to 2021, um, I developed the nickname of the doctor of emotions. Mm -hmm. And that came about because I, I wrote a curriculum called um, the ultimate emotions navigation system. And within that program, I achieved the revelation that I had to, first starting with me, I had to develop a different relationship with my emotions. And so in developing a different relationship with my emotions was, was a game changer. Said you were nothing Laying on the floor In the bathroom crying Feeling all alone In the dark So broken Listen, you are love More than you know I know you think That you just take up space I know you feel like you must have no place in this world But listen to me dear I shouted from the rooftop So everyone can hear You're a beautiful display Of amazing grace Oh how sweet the sound of hope Calling your Sink in the cabinet Taking everyone Hoping this would end it Thinking that nobody would care If you were gone But I promised I would I would I know you think that you just take up space
I know you think that you just take up space. I know you feel like you must have no place in this world. But listen to me, dear. Yeah, because I mean, the, 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 I think that when, when things happen to us, the biggest place that we're hit first is in our emotions. Mm -hmm. And then we respond, we find ourselves being reactive to those emotions. Um, so let's, when, when William G. Stars was here, one of the things I talked about was being creative uh, and then wanting to create, having the discipline to create, doing all the right things and then dealing with the shock of, of there being no support, people not responding, uh, you know, and, and, and it, what's interesting is that within that moment you can accept defeat and believe that you are ultimately defeated or you can press on. Um, is, that a, is that an emotional decision in that moment or is that more of a faith-based decision? You know, in, in that moment where you're choosing to believe defeat or believe, um, you know, that you can push past it. What, where, where is that decision actually being made? Watch her actually take time to think. I love her. <laughs> you can't just push her. <laughs> I believe that it's a it's a balance of the two, mm -hmm. a balance of the two. One being acceptance, and two being um, able to have a faith that can move mountains. Gotcha. That that that's a, that is that was a perfect way of saying it. it's a balance because they are two extremes. Mm -hmm. Like if I accept that people aren't responding, but I have the faith to move mountains, right. that, that's powerful. One of the things that really, really blessed me in that class um, when I was in uh, the online course creators program in 2020 was understanding and learning for the first time that everyone is not your audience. Everyone is not your audience. And too often we get wrapped up in feelings of rejection and feeling like nothing less than because we are talking to people who are not our audience. And we assume that everyone is our audience, but that's just not How the case. How not like me? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> that, but, but seriously, that is a real thing. Like, uh, I don't understand how my my daughter and, and crystal don't like certain movies or don't like how could you not like this how could you but like that's i that is definitely something i need to think about because uh, you 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 would think that everyone can see what you see mm -hmm. and appreciate what you appreciate right but that's not actually the truth right wait a minute everyone is not your audience that that's actually good um, because the, no, that just shows you how many different types of people. But how do you you brought up rejection issues? 
how how damaging can rejection issues be, and how much um, space in your life can that that actually occupy? Oh, everything. Rejection is everything. It's like it can be debilitating, feel paralyzing even to feel rejected, to feel not wanted, not accepted, not embraced. The humans have three ultimate needs and that's to feel loved, safe, and connected. Mm -hmm. Love, safe, and connected. That's humanity's ultimate strive is to accomplish those three areas. And if we're not accomplishing those three areas, then there's emptiness and voids that are filled with unhealthy, unhealthy existences from culture, from, um, I don't know, from, from bad habits. Some people might call it, um, you know, generational curses or what have you, but it, 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 it races in to fill in where rejection has not allowed us to, to be whole. Do you, how do you heal from rejection issues, especially if the origin may be misinterpretation? Like the origin, you might think my father was never there, but your dad was at work all the time trying to provide for his family. That, that's a maturity thing. And I'm like, man, if you don't get that corrected, because I've seen people uh, who have, their parents were working all the time and the, the, the you know, just us being kids, you know, I watched a friend of mine misinterpret their parents' effort for carelessness. Mm -hmm. Really, they were just working hard. Mm -hmm. uh, what matter of fact, the, the father was in the Look. Navy. He was always gone. Right. Look, so I have to say this. So, you know, I'm also an anger management um, specialist. So in, in doing that for seven years for the Department of Juvenile Justice for teenagers with that are court mandated to you know, to, to come and take my class. I realized that, um, you know, there's a, a big, there's a big issue with us being able to accept um, someone not knowing how to do something. For example, um, if I'm saying, okay, well, I have father issues and he wasn't here, there for me doing this and he wasn't this kind of way and this, what if he didn't know how? Hello, everybody. I got 60 seconds to get this done. So uh, the One of the Million campaign is my son, my daughter, and myself. We're traveling across the country uh, to get one million believers in the Coming Soon Jesus shirt. So we're going from church to church, uh, state to state, sharing the message that Yeshua is coming soon. Uh, so we have the Coming Soon Jesus shirts, the Coming Soon Yeshua shirts, and the Coming Soon Yahuwah shirts. And our other merchandise will be coming with us as well. But the main focus is to get one million believers in the Coming Soon Yeshua shirts, uh, Coming Soon Jesus shirts, or Coming Soon Yahuwah shirts. Please go to ComingSoonJesus.org and be part of the first 1,000 people to help us launch off. Also, real quick, uh, make sure you know this. Everybody that supports us, we actually put your picture on uh, our videos, YouTubes, and even the documentary that we're filming, which will be put on Netflix because we're filming our documentary, the adventure that we go on, and we're doing it all for the kingdom of God. Thank you very much. Much. God bless. Mm. What if that man didn't know how? Sometimes we are asking people for something that they're, they're not equipped to even give us or that they don't have or, or no one taught them. Or, you know what I mean? Like there's a, 
there is um, freedom. There's freedom in the power of perception. We can't assume just just like we said a couple minutes ago. We can't assume that everyone has the same thought process than we do. And someone's mind could be um, in a totally different place than where yours is, as well as their heart. Well, the level of patience that people would have to have to even think on that level mm-hmm. would, re- I mean, it's, it's, so, so I'm going to ask this because when I think about the peace that's around you, the, the calmness that's around you, I know that, that you've had to develop that through, because I remember For sure. uh, in your testimony when you were sharing the story about why you wrote the book, you were like, I had to deal with anger issues. I'm like, when did Portia Bryant have to deal with anger issues? But there's stuff going on in the inside that no one mm-hmm. else. So that you know that, that was surprising because I always saw you carry yourself in, in, in a way that you just would have never thought that that would have ever been an issue. And it, it's interesting how some people can base success or perception you know, based off of what other people think. And some people aren't satisfied until they believe right. they are what they're projecting. I'm one of those people. I'm one of the people that's like until I believe myself. Everyone else can tell me how great I am, but until I believe it, I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How do you deal with, uh, like, as, as a society, what is it going to take for us to get that patience for where other people are? Yeah, so my solution that I, I decided to, to give as an intervention is what would Jesus do? Yes. And what, <laughs> what would Jesus do? You were talking about a rejection. And so within the book, I'm, I'm highlighting a moment that uh, Jesus validated, validated Zacchaeus. Mm. He was being rejected by society everywhere he, he went. Uh, but, but, the, but, the, but Jesus said, he, I see you. Come down here. I want to go to your house today. He, he embraced Zacchaeus. He allowed him to feel seen. And, and, and he, he allowed him to feel like somebody in the face of um, culture that said you're nobody. So that's the healing that we need. I realized that there's a question that I've been pondering since, since college, and that is what would it, what does it, would it take to um, prosper a community? What does it take to, why do people with behavior and emotional disorders act and behave the way they do? And all to come to a, to a revelation that it's because the, there's a part of the soul that hasn't been saved. Hi, I'm Robert Shepard. America has approximately 580,000 homeless people. My area of Virginia estimates 5,783 people living on the streets. A Google search can show the homeless number in your state. You can make a difference. Please send a message that God loves the homeless and has not forgotten them. Go to www.comingsoonjesus.org and click on Fundraising. Purchase the Coming Soon Jesus t-shirt or hoodie. The CSJ team delivers the shirts and hoodies to homeless shelters, churches, and even directly to the homeless. Together, we can make a difference. Together, we can help the homeless. Please go to www.comingsoonjesus.org. Purchase a t-shirt or hoodie for the homeless today. God bless you as you bless the homeless.
right. and the soul consists of is a our soul is, is very complex so you may be saved in your will that wants to do the right thing but what about your mind that tells you different what about your emotions that are steering you in another way so the soul is consisted of the mind the will and the emotions yeah. so yeah. when all of us isn't um, you know saved so to speak then it's difficult for us to be able to embrace that liberty freedom and peace so when you when you when you are saying all this the I'm a, when people people's words turn as individuals when you're saying all this I'm seeing the uh, husband and wife fighting and it really isn't a big deal mm -hmm. but it's now a big deal now they're saying things that they don't mean to each other uh, I see the the parents saying to the kids, you're a mistake, you're just like your father. All of the things that, you know, uh, the things that just get sick. It's like those emotions boil over. Next thing you know, you're vocalizing it, and we're back to words. Right. That, where we're speaking those words. And then I think about the child that grows up in that environment, you know, and then it's like, wow, now that's shaping their reality, and it goes on and on and on. And I'm wondering, you know, I'm asking myself, like, at what point do you pull back and say, hey, Yo, I need to get a, a hold of this. Yeah, I need to get a hold of this. This is getting out of control. I'm, my words, my emotions are out of control. It's destroying my marriage. It's hurting my kids. It's, I'm losing my job, you know, because of my, my temper. I need help. When does a person, like, what, what, can you talk to that person that is just getting to that place where they're saying, I need help with what you're talking about, with emotions, with rejection, with anger, uh, with discipline, I need help. How do we get that person outside of their head into saying help? Because it's, it's amazing that you can say all the destructive things, mm -hmm. but help is the one thing that, that a lot of people struggle with. How do we, let's talk to that person. So if I'm to talk to the person who says, I need help, uh, a transformation um, process in my life came when I was able to heal the inner child. And that person who has uh, difficulty with managing emotions, there is a point in their walk uh, as far as the process of life that was forgotten or it was it was brushed over like okay I'm I'm woman enough to get past that or I'm man enough to get past that and it wasn't dealt with so it's that is a an indicator that there is um, there's a there's a little boy inside that needs to be embraced there's a little girl inside that needs to be seen so when is it that when was the moment that you felt like you didn't have a voice and then I give that person the the the, uh, the space and a place to be able to voice what happened. So it's not about, you know, what's wrong with you, but what happened to you? So in having the opportunity to talk about what happened gives pathways to freedom.